Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm reporting to you guys from new sound equipment. I got a whole new tech setup here at Everything Iconic for 2021. So if I sound a little bit different, I'm still working on the audio levels and trying to figure out all the tech stuff. You know, I'm not a techie. Uh, but right off the bat, you guys, I want to talk about the Sex and the City reboot. So they're going to be doing a new Sex and the City series for HBO Max. It's going to be called And Just Like That. So it's not going to be called Sex and the City. It's going to be called And Just Like That. Ten episodes, HBO Max. But it's going to be a continuation of the series. So we're going to get Sarah Jessica Parker. Kristen Davis, Cynthia Nixon, and unfortunately, I'm sad to report we're not going to be getting Kim Cattrall as Samantha Jones, which is going to be tough. I'm going to be honest with you guys, it's going to be tough. She has infamously said she's not interested in doing the reboot. She had that feud with Sarah Jessica Parker. So I'm curious to see, even just to tune in to see how they explain Samantha's absence, because they can't just say she's on vacation and they can't say we're not friends with her. So I'm assuming that means they're going to have to kill her off. But then, like, how do they kill her off? Is it going to be too dark? I'm not sure. But quite honestly, you guys, I know a lot of people hate on the franchise after that second movie, which was a real low point for society. You can all agree, seeing Cynthia Nixon as Miranda in the trailer, just yelling, yabby dabby do" or whatever the fuck she was yelling, remember? <laughs> they filmed that movie. It was supposed to be Dubai, but then they filmed it somewhere else. Truly an embarrassing movie. Um, But I stand by the fact that part one, the first movie, is actually really good. The first movie feels like just one long season of the show. And so I think that's why it works. And that's why I'm hopeful for this reboot, because they're going to be doing 10 episodes. So I think it'll feel more like the show. And I'm hopeful. And again, nowhere to go but up, honestly. They can't ruin the legacy. They already ruined the legacy. So what? We don't have anything else to watch. I watch a lot of bad shows. I watch a lot of crap. A lot of shit. I watched every single episode of Glee. I watched Camp Getaway on Bravo every episode. So look, if I can watch those shows, I certainly can watch a Sex and the City reboot and not complain too much about it. Because I've seen a lot of complaints online. A lot of people saying, how dare they? Like, how dare they what? You know? what? (laughs) That second movie was shit. It was real shit. And so this can only be better than that. And uh, I'm hopeful and excited. So we're going to be Following along, it's still in the early stages. It's interesting to me, HBO Max, is they're rebooting a lot. I said on Twitter, it's a matter of minutes before we hear about an Entourage reboot. I feel it in my bones, it's coming. They're rebooting all sorts of stuff now. I mean, really, everything is getting rebooted. I'm happy. I'm, I'm not so precious about these properties that it's like, I don't want you to ruin the legacy. It's like, I'm happy. If we get a couple good episodes out of it, I'll be happy as a clam. So we shall see. Again, it's called And Just Like That. And just like that. Oh, that's from the little teaser trailer that Sarah Jessica Parker released. And honestly, just hearing the little narration voiceover got me the shivers, got me the chills, the goose pimples. 
I'm curious to see what's going on with Carrie and Big, too. Like, are they still together? Remember the adversity they faced in that second movie when he wanted to watch TV in the bedroom and she didn't? What a stupid fight that was. Remember that? It was like she was so mad at him because he put a TV in the bedroom. I'd be thrilled if Matt came in with the big screen in the bedroom. We have a TV in the bedroom, but, you know, if he wanted to upgrade or something, I'd be thrilled. She was so upset he put the TV in the bedroom. She couldn't get over it. So, I don't know. We'll see over 10 episodes. Are they going to face a little more adversity? Also, what's going on with Jennifer Hudson's character? I want to see uh, Louise from St. Louis. Let's get her back. I know she moved away at the end of the first movie, but let's get her back in the fold because I want to see J-Hut on screen. The last thing I'll mention about Sex in the City is that I think it is important to have on-screen representation for women over a certain age. I talk about that a lot when it comes to The Real Housewives and Sex in the City. They're all going to be over the age of 50 for this reboot, which I think is fantastic. And do I hope there's more diversity than there was in the series in the two movies? Yes, of course. That's a must, I think, when doing this. These are women who are in New York City. There should be more diversity on screen. However, when it comes to the age of these women, I think that's so important. And unfortunately, Hollywood just isn't greenlighting a lot of TV and movies starring women over the age of 50. And so if it takes rebooting a popular franchise to see this kind of representation on screen, I think it's a good thing because we all need to see women being sexual beings, being uh, in relationships with friends and relationships with other people and working and all of that kind of stuff within the world of scripted entertainment. And I'm hopeful, maybe I'm a little too optimistic that they're going to do a good job with it. But, uh, you know, I do think it's important. Also, speaking of women over a certain age, remember in that second movie when Liza Minnelli opened it singing Single Ladies? <laughs> that was a moment, you guys. Liza Minnelli in that second movie doing Beyonce. Ah, come on. Even though that second movie was terrible, that's a moment for the ages. Anyway, maybe, again, maybe I'm too optimistic, but you know what? Today on the show, I have an interview with Tamara Judge, formerly of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Now, here's the thing. Last season, when I was covering The Real Housewives of Orange County on this podcast, I was telling you guys every week, it's time for Tamara to go. I kept saying that to you guys. Tamara even blocked me at one point on social media. She's since unblocked me. I invited her on the show, and she was kind enough to come by. But I was telling you guys, it's time for her to go, her and Vicky. And this season, I'm realizing maybe I was wrong because every single episode, we're getting uh, footage of Tamara and flashbacks. They're talking about Tamara, and I'm thinking, man, maybe Tamara needs to be on this program. So I invited her on, and she was kind enough to come by. And here's the thing with these housewives. We change every five minutes. We like them one minute. We don't like them the next. Gina on The Real Houses of Orange County, I'm loving all of a sudden. She's my Long Island queen, and I never expected that to happen last season when I was watching her at that casita of hers. Now I jump in front of a bus for Gina. I love her so much. So, look, we change. That's my opinion! Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but Tamara, it was, it was nice of her to come by, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy the chat, because she was very forthcoming, honest, open, all of the things. So I'll play that for you guys in just a second. But before we get into the chat with Tamara, I do want to talk briefly about this week's Real Housewives of Atlanta. First and foremost, I have to say, Drew Sidora, our new cast member, she was nowhere to be found in this episode, which was surprising to me because we finally got an all-cast or mostly cast event for Cynthia's hashtag chill engagement party. And I was surprised that Drew wasn't there. I want all of our housewives to be under one roof, outdoors, of course, because we're in a pandemic, but I would like them all in the same scene together, safely. 
for Cynthia's engagement, we had the melted ice sculptures. Kenya planned it, although she had to go through candy and pretend candy planned it. They also had to pretend that Joe Biden was going to be there. <laughs> Cynthia Bailey. Poor Cynthia, you guys. Felt bad. She thought she was going to see the future president-elect, Joe Biden. And unfortunately, she wasn't. She was going to see Kenya Moore in a melted ice sculpture. Uh, but it was a fun event, and it did sort of bring the show alive in a way that I haven't quite felt this season. It was just a, nice to see Marlo sit down across from Kenya Moore. I mean, that just brought me to life. And Kenya, you guys. I feel like the show is really like evolving around Kenya these days. But Kenya sent Latoya, the new friend of, a nude photo that Latoya made like her screensaver. And it was like a full side nude. So we got like the side butt. We got like the holding the boob, like the Demi Moore. Remember in the 90s when that was like a big thing for magazines? Demi Moore like covered her boobies in the Rolling Stone when she was pregnant. And then Janet Jackson had the infamous one where I think somebody else was holding Janet's boobies. And then, of course, Justin Timberlake held her bubby and ruined her career, but his took off. But that's a tale for another time. The point is, Kenya did send the side boob, side butt photo to LaToya, and then LaToya made it the screensaver. And so they're talking about it randomly at this engagement party dinner. Kenya Moore just brings up, or or LaToya brings up to the whole table, like, Kenya sent me a nude, which was a very strange way to introduce this, this tidbit. But then all the cast members, they were just sort of looking around the table like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why did she do that? Like, are you guys together? What? They're trying to, like, read into this relationship. Marlo was, I think, just like, that's fucked up. (laughs) Um, It was sort of weird to me. I kind of understood, like, the sending of the photo. Like, you know, you feel good. You take a good photo. You want people to see it. And Kenya's married, so she... If her husband's not responding to the photo, she's got to send it to a friend. She can't just send it to someone on, I don't know, Grindr or one of the apps, you know? she got to send it to a friend. So I understood why she sent it to LaToya. The weird thing to me was the LaToya making the screensaver, unless, unless LaToya's got a, you know, unless they're in a relationship a little bit more than what we're seeing on the TV. So I think I have some questions about what that relationship is. And I think we'll, we'll get some answers. But I do like that Kenya was, forthcoming in her confessional. She said, look, I'm, I need the attention. I want the attention. And I get that. So good for you guys. Um, but nobody could understand it. And last season on the show, I really thought that Portia and Kenya were really going to mend their fences, move on, and become the dream team. But it seems like it's not going that way. Every single week, Kenya's been throwing Portia's shade and vice versa. And this week, they finally came to a head and I just don't think they're going to work out. They're like, what's the oil and water? They're just not, they're not going to mix with each other. And that's okay. That's okay. But they did do, they do have similar qualities. Specifically this week, we saw that they will take to a microphone as if they're auditioning for American Idol at the drop of the hat. Portia, Kenya, and Candy, they were all singing to Cynthia Bailey. They made up a song. We're going to chill. Hashtag chill. Like they were singing something about chill. <laughs> And all to varying varying degrees of quality, because Candy can sing. Of course, she's Grammy winner. She's a songwriter. She's beautiful. Uh, uh, beautifully musical. Remember that song Candy came out with like in the early 2000s? Like, when you're out in the club, don't think I'm not. Oh, I loved that song, you guys. Ah! Anyway, yes, Candy can sing. Portia can hit a note or two. You know, she can pop on that microphone and maybe hit one or two notes. Like, they're not all going to be quality notes, but she can... She can do a little something-something. Kenya, though, you guys, Kenya's vocals were rough. And that's saying something, because I was once kicked out of a vocal lesson. 
I don't know if I ever told you guys that story, but in college, you know, I went to school for journalism and broadcast uh, journalism, and I had to take a voice class as part of the program. And so it was like a singing lesson class. And I remember they told the woman, the teacher told me I was tone deaf. She basically was just like, there's no help in you, Danny. You're tone deaf. And so that was the end of that class for me. Um, but Kenya, I recognize that in her. I recognize that quality in her that she's certainly tone deaf. She reminded me of Cameron Diaz in my best friend's wedding when she does the karaoke scene. That's what Kenya was doing there. And it was, I mean, not only was it rough vocals, but it was rough lyrics too, because no one knew what the fuck they were singing. <laughs> singing whatever they wanted. Uh, anyway, you guys, I also, I felt bad for Cynthia Bailey. She thought Joe Biden was going to be at this event. He wasn't, spoiler alert, but they had to pretend that Joe Biden was going to be at this all-cast event on the Real Houses of Atlanta. Could you imagine? I would love to see President-elect show up on these shows. Let's get him a show popping up in Potomac. Let's see him on Summer House. I'd love to see Joe just hop into Summer House and, and sit down with Luke. You know, see what that's about. I don't know. Him and Carl have a convo. What's going on there? You know, let's get him on. Summer House, by the way, is coming back. And I, I, have, I have a feeling we're going to be getting a winter house. I have a feeling we're going to be getting a winter house. And MTV does this thing where they, on the challenge, they bring people from all different shows together. And I'm, I have a feeling they'll do that on like a winter house or something on Bravo where they'll bring in people from all the different shows, like someone from Southern Charm, and they'll put them in a house. Uh, and I, I don't know. I feel that in my bones. By the way, I know I've talked about every week on these shows about the PPE situation on our Bravo shows, and it is very confusing. And when I was sitting down to watch MTV's Jersey Shore Family Vacation, there was a moment in between scenes where we saw footage of the cast getting the COVID test, sticking the thing up their nose and getting the COVID test. And I don't know why Bravo doesn't do something like that. Like, just show us literally a five-second montage in between, before the commercial of the cast doing it, I feel like it would just be a good kind of thing to show uh, America. Um, so I don't know why MTV is doing that, and I feel like Bravo should be doing something like that, because it's confusing. So with all of that said, you guys, I want to play my interview with Tamara Judge from the Real Houses of Orange County. I hope you guys enjoy. I will be putting it up on YouTube as quickly as I can. I don't know if when this podcast is out, the video will be out on YouTube, but I will put it out uh, as soon as I can, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And that YouTube account that I just mentioned is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Go like, comment, subscribe, all of that stuff. If you want any of the merch, we just got Queen Icon Legend face masks. You can get at everythingiconic.store. Uh, and uh, yeah, without further ado, please enjoy my chat with Tamara Judge. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent, 
can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. I'm so excited. Um, I have a very special guest today. We have Tamara Judge. Tamara, how are you doing today? I'm good. Suffering from some allergy like attack. I don't know what it is. So I have my glasses here in case. I don't know. It's just Tamara. eyes are watering. But I'm good. We're, clo- we're sort of close to each other. You're in Orange County. I'm in Los Angeles. But there must be some sort of allergy in the air today. I'm like so congested today. That's how I am. I'm congested. Yeah. My eyes keep watering and my head hurts. So right. Right. Oh, well. Uh, how are you and Eddie doing? Eddie had some health trouble. He hurt his arm, right? Eddie's always hurting something. Yes, he um, he's obsessed with dirt biking. He probably goes once a week during season, which is right now the season. And he he ate it on his dirt bike, and he hurt himself pretty bad. So he broke his wrist, dislocated his wrist, tore the ligaments. He all kinds of crap to it. So he had to have surgery. So he's on the recovery. He's it's been about three weeks, I think, maybe a little bit longer, but it's going to be a few months before right. he's better. Right. Uh, of course, I have to first apologize because I was saying that we need Tamara to get off the Real Housewives of Orange County. Well, um, I'll tell you, I was I was scared to even interview with you. Um, I think I've had you blocked for I don't know how many years, not even knowing it. You must have said something to me that wasn't nice and I blocked you. And oh I had been warned, like, stay away from this guy. Oh. He's going to be he's going to be at BravoCon. And, and I'm like, why does he hate me so much? What did I do? I've never met him. I've never had a conversation oh with him. Oh my God. Well, first of all, you know how people like to start the drama online. So I, I don't even know that I said it because I remember looking and I was like, oh, Tamara blocked me. Like, I didn't even know what, what <laughs> I, I think on my podcast, I did say like, maybe it's time for Tamara and Vicky to leave um, the show. And like I said, like I'm saying now I was wrong. Um <laughs> I was completely wrong because the whole show went to shit after that happened. That's Um, what I hear. Yeah. You know, sometimes good things have to come to an end. Right. Right. And I was on watch what happens live and Andy's like, has anyone ever blocked you? And I was like, Tamara did, but I really didn't even know why I, you know, I, cause I don't, I try to keep it nice. Like I might say, Oh, I think this person should be on the cast or this person not. So I don't really, you know, I I don't even remember. I just, sometimes I go through and people say something and I'm just like, okay, some things are just off limits. Like don't talk about my kids. I'm talking about certain things like block, block, block. I don't even know what you did. I didn't even know who you were at all. So I'm like, uh, you know, I'm getting better with the block button too. I'm like, you know what? I can't do There's too much going on. There's so much negativity right now and everything. It's like, I just can't handle, I can't ingest it. Yeah. I hear Um, you. So how are you feeling this season? This is your first sort of year in years that you haven't been filming this show. What's the transition been like? Um, it's been a little difficult. I was telling Eddie just yesterday, I'm like, I just one day want to wake up and not think about the Real Housewives, talk about the Real Housewives, be reminded of the Real Housewives, think about the past 12 years of my life. Um, it has been not the easiest transition just because it was a huge part of my life for 12 years. And I think mostly how it was handled was the hardest for me. 
And it was like, wow, I just felt like I didn't get a whole lot of respect after giving so much for 12 years. Right. But whatever it is, what it is. Um, I'm good now. You know, at the beginning, there was always a lot of firsts, like the first time they filmed and I wasn't there. And the first time, you know, they aired and the first reunion and all that stuff. It was definitely difficult. I'd be lying if I said, oh, it's no big deal. I was over it. But, you know, yeah. you know, you've been in this world for so long, and I wonder if you had heard from other people who have left either the Orange County Housewives or other franchises. Did did they, in your experience, have similar experiences? I don't know if that makes sense. Did they? Have you heard from other people who said, you know, they didn't like the way it was handled? Uh, yeah, in terms of yeah, their letting go, there's definitely other housewives that didn't like the way it was handled. Like I, um, you know, I don't want to bitch and complain. I I love Bravo. I love Andy. Andy and I have a great relationship. But you just, I don't know, you think you'd have a little bit more respect or they would people, certain people would reach out and say, thank you so much. You know, you gave so much in 12 years. It's not too many people in the housewife franchise that have been on as long as Vicky and I. So it was just, it was just not the way I expected it. So before this season even started, uh, just to clarify, you were offered like a three episode arc. Yes. Correct. I had. Yes, I had told or even said it publicly after what Vicky went through with being a friend. Um, I'm like, hell no. After seeing what she went through and she was used in almost every single episode. And and I always said, like, if it got to a point where I was friend status, it might, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've had a long run. It was a great run. I was happy it happened. And if that that's what it comes to, I just don't see like I'm I'm either all in or all out. Yeah. Yeah. And it just didn't make any sense. So when production called me to tell me they're like, you've already expressed that you wouldn't take a friend role, but would you take just like three episodes? And I'm like, no, it just doesn't make any sense to me because like I said, I'm all in. Yeah. And in retrospect, I feel like that couldn't have been a better decision, particularly with how the world ended up with COVID and everything. I couldn't even imagine how that send off would have went with the season because I think it was, you know, they were a couple weeks into filming or something when everything shut down. Right. And it was probably the best time to be gone. (laughs) Now, are you feeling that a lot of people are like me and realizing, oh, wow, Tamara was so important to the franchise. Maybe we didn't see it before. Are you finding you're hearing that a lot? Yeah, I am. And and to be honest with you, it's kind of like screwing with my head a little bit because it took me like, you know, a certain amount of months to just say, you know what, I'm over it. I don't want to do this. You know, obviously I'm not doing this anymore. I have to move forward. If you keep looking back, you're going to keep thinking about it, but it's really hard. I'm reminded of it every single day. Like I, I've tried unfollowing all housewife stuff. <laughs> I've done all of it. Um, just to get over it, like that initial pain. And now it's kind of stirred up all over again since the show's been airing. It's like, you have to come back. You have to come back, you know? And I'm, I'm like, it's really not, I mean, it would be my decision, but it would be, I would have to be asked back first before. So it, it's kind of like playing with my head a little bit right now. I don't see, I mean, this might fuck with your head a little bit too, but like, I don't see how they couldn't ask you back because it's like, I've never, I've watched all of these franchises and it seems so clear to me that every single episode you're in, yeah, I don't think there's been one episode where at least we haven't seen a flashback of you or, or you haven't been talked about. And so to me, even as again, someone who last season was saying, oh, maybe it's time for Tamara and Vicky to go. It's like, 
so clear to me, almost as if production is setting up the audience for a Tamara return. That's how it feels to me. And and maybe I'm totally yeah. off base. I, I don't know. You know, yeah. I never know what Bravo is going to do. I'm always surprised at their decisions and especially with casting and other franchises and like Dorenda, what the hell, how'd that happen? I know. I, know. You know, so, I, know. I don't know. You know, Andy, Andy and I had a really good talk um, last year and he said, listen, just, you know, take a year off, see, deal with, because, you know, my ex-husband uh, dealing with cancer and, you know, with the kids, it's just been really difficult and take the year off, take care of your family, be there 100%. And it's, it's going to be so exciting when you come back, you know, and how's, so, how is your ex Simon doing? Um, You know what? He hasn't given an update on his health. So I don't yeah. feel like it's up to me to release that. So yeah. So would you return? You would, would you return if they offered I mean, you a would, full-time gig? We would, yeah, we would definitely have to discuss some things. Uh, I'm curious about, you You mentioned you're, you wonder about the casting sometimes and specifically with Orange County, I think there was a season where it seemed to go to shit. <laughs> right? Really? And again, looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty. but with, when Heather Dubrow left, and I don't, I think towards the end, I was also saying like, maybe it's time for Heather to go. And then I'm now, now I'm like, why did we get rid of Heather? Like, I know it's like, be careful what you wish for. Right. Um, I, I kind of felt since Heather went, the show's just kind of slowly and that, you know, is it because of Heather? Is it because of cable TV? Is it because the show has been on for 15 years and people are getting over it? Like all good things start to come, you know, come yeah. to an end. So I, I don't know. It's so hard to predict what happened. I've always said that things definitely change. Dynamics changed when, when Heather left. Um, I'd love to see her back. And it seems like the current cast specifically, like I don't find there's any connection authentically between them. It it sort yeah. of feels like even I know Emily and Gina, they're friends on the show, but I feel like they're friends because of the show. And and even though, of course, in the world of Housewives, 100%. right? Like 100%. we're in the world of Housewives, like we're supposed to d- suspend a little disbelief, and obviously people are put together, but the current Orange County cast feels like complete, like we can't even suspend the disbelief because when I'm seeing Shannon in a scene with Gina, I'm like, there's no way in hell Shannon would ever talk to this, these or Gina would ever talk to her or any of these women would be put together. It seems so odd. It does seem odd. And I knew um, when I didn't come back that knowing who the current cast was, I'm like, Oh, there's just no chemistry. And there's just, I just don't understand how this is going to work. Right. And I, I mean, even Shannon, same thing. We talked about it. She's like, how is this going to work? Yeah. It's, it just feels like everyone's sort of plucked together and no one has any real connection. And and again, I know that's part of the artifice of Housewives, but it just feels like more than any other franchise I can recall, this cast feels so strange and slopped together. Yeah. Um, and it has for the past few years, I feel like. Yeah. And what, so what's, what was it like filming the past few years with, a, a cast where it seemed there's seemingly very little chemistry. I felt like it makes, it, it would make my job harder mm-hmm. because I kind of had a little bit of a producer mind and would able to direct conversations and, and not so much set up as when I say set up, not like fake conversations, but a lot of times when people sitting at a table, they're talking about their neighbor's dog. And I'm like, God, nobody wants to hear this. Right. So it was always me, you know, and of course all that crap would be cut out. It was always me like, oh, so what'd you think about what Vicky did last night? You know, I was always the one pushing and pushing. And I feel like 
even Shannon, when we were talking, like when they first started filming, she's like, I just had to walk out of a scene or I had to go tell the producer, Thomas, like, this would not happen if Tamara was here. We wouldn't be talking about the neighbor's dog, sister's cousin. Like, it's hard for certain people to stay on track. Uh, what's the situation with Shannon now? Have you guys spoken? I know you yeah. you had it. And so the relationship, is it done? It's, I mean, done. I, yeah. you know, I, it, I was heartbroken for quite a while and there was no huge like argument or fight or anything like that. Um, you know, I know Shannon and I know who she is 100%. I just didn't think she would do this to me. Yeah. Um, what do you think it was? Do you think I'm there was the any? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so why, why put in the time is what I'm thinking. Like why put in the time she's not on the show anymore. And I, I thought we were more of, more than that. I thought our friendship was way more than that. Yeah. It was just hurtful because I was in a really bad time in my life. Like, you know, here I am not going back on the show after 12 years. It was, it's financially, it was a huge, huge, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my ex has, you know, cancer and, you know, all these things are going on and I'm like, and then the pandemic hit and it was just so much it was, and I wanted my friend to talk to. And every time I call, she'd like put me to voicemail, put me to voicemail, voicemail. And I'm like, so I called Vicky. I'm like, what the hell is Shannon talking to you? She's like, Nope. Wow. And how about the other women? Did the other women reach out afterwards? Um, I've talked to Gina, of course, um, Bronwyn, but other than that, I don't, I don't have a friendship with Emily and, you know, I left on bad terms with Kelly. So. Uh, if you were to film next season, would you be able to, to move forward with Shannon or, or where, what would, can you ever see you guys making up? <laughs> I would definitely have a conversation with her. (laughs) I want to see that. Uh. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, You know, I learned a lot from that relationship. Um, I just will not be in a one-sided friendship ever again. When you're given and given and given and doing for somebody else and you don't get it back, I've learned like, then you just walk away. Yeah. That's not the friendship I want to be in. Yeah. I had a a bad experience with Shannon years ago that. Shocker. Yeah, it was, she was not very nice to like a group of people. Um, uh, uh, Emily, you mentioned Emily. What'd you say? That's pretty common. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, Emily, I I like Emily, but there's a, a a criticism that oftentimes on social media she's more outspoken than she is on yeah. the show. She's a, a social media gangster. But when she's on the show, she's, she's like watching paint dry. Do do you think, does she have someone doing her social media? I know a lot of housewives have. I I feel like she's one of those people that behind the keyboard can say and do whatever she wants. But as soon as the cameras are on, she can. And that's where I feel like that's where you're a good housewife or you're not a good housewife. I'm not saying that, that Emily's a bad person. I just don't think she's good for TV. And that's my personal opinion. Like if you can do all that and say all that, and but a lot of people are so worried about their image mm-hmm. on TV and then they self-produce themselves. They don't say the things they want to say. And yeah. those are people to be fired. Do you know Elizabeth at all? I don't. She has reached out to me on social media and um, she's even like promoted my CBD company and my gym and all these things. And she's been very sweet to me just for the, conversations we've had and she's asked me to like go to lunch, but that's never happened. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. I don't really understand that. I haven't watched the show, but I've seen clips of her on Instagram on the show and she seems good. 
I don't know about yeah, that. Ish. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I was like, hey, that's my replacement. I don't get it, Tamara, at all. Well, that's what people are saying. They just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with you and Vicky? I know you guys, before the pandemic started, I think there was yeah. on social media, you guys were trying to get something going or a spinoff. Yeah, yeah. we had um, a production company reach out to us about doing a show and it's just been so stalled because of COVID and nobody picking up new stuff. So we actually do have an interview with a couple um, networks next week. So it so. would be a show following the two of you. Is there, can you tell us anything else about sort of the concept of it? I can't tell you anything yet. Okay. So we'll see, you know, who knows if it's going to happen. It's just, it's so hard to film right now and um, we'll see. Uh, How's Vicky doing? Vicky's doing good. Vicky's traveling a lot. So I haven't seen her probably in a couple months. She's in Mexico right now. Um, She's, she's Vicky. Yeah. Yeah. She's Vicky. (laughs) She's very Uh, consistent in who she is. Yeah, I know. Uh, speaking of consistency with who they are, uh, Kelly has gotten so much flack over the past, I don't know, however many months um, regarding things she said on social media and everything. And and what do you make of, uh, there's been a lot of also fans who have said that we're not watching Real Housewives of Orange County um, specifically because of some of the things she said. Uh, what do you make of all of that? Well, I mean, she, like you said, consistent. Kelly's always been consistent. And I always say, you want to judge somebody on a reality TV, judge them on their social media because it's not being edited. That's Mm. their true self. Um, I think that it was reckless for her to say some of the things she's saying, being on a platform and and putting out that news is just, it's not very smart. Um, I think she has an issue with drinking and getting on her phone and posting stuff. She probably shouldn't. (laughs) You know, I think in the preview, uh, there was a, I think in the finale, it's, it's Shannon's drinking as addressed. And there's um, some accusations that she's um, called, I think it was Gina saying, you know, Shannon calls me and doesn't remember. And I, I've only seen the little snippet of it, but um, was that your experience with Shannon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. For years. In what years is years. it? So what, what happens? She just calls you drunk. What's going on? She's just an emotional person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She tends to drink and start calling people and not just me. Like she calls a lot of people and it doesn't matter if it's two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Wow. And so what is that when that used to happen? Like, what is Eddie saying? Is he like, well, that's why Eddie's like, stop. This is not, this is not okay. This is not a healthy friendship. Like you can't continue like this. This is bullshit actually. Like who does that? You have no consideration for other people when you're doing things like that. Would you say she has a drinking problem or is it (laughs) <laughs> okay I'll take that for I what it is so. uh the producers do you keep in touch with the producers i mean i i would imagine I you guys get really close over the course of so many years i do i mean i actually miss the crew more than anything in the world and i haven't i talked to one of the the producers um i talked to people at evolution um alex is he, we've been great friends forever um, has it always been evolution Yes. Okay. Always been evolution since I was there 12 years. So I think so. I think it's been the same one. I love the people at evolution and I hope this doesn't come across as, as too shady or whatever, but it seems to me they also produce Vanderpump rules and both shows a few seasons. It seems like things went to shit. Yeah. And I don't know if there was a turnover or if they sold the company. Okay, so do you think that had something to do with I think, maybe the um, MG Mark Burnett 
MGM. Is that right? Sound right? I think he I owns know. it now. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe they can't make the decisions that they used. They were making in the past. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people say like, do you feel like the shows, all the shows in general are just going down and seems like it, but I think it has to all go back to housewives has been on forever. There's gotta be a time. It's like friends. Remember friends is on for how long. And then it's just all good things come to an end. Well, and I think also with these shows is like chemistry we talked about earlier is so important. And at the beginning of these shows at the, the start of a franchise, the shows are casted as a group. And then as you slowly start to lose people, you're just plugging people in. And then the chemistry of the whole group just completely implodes, I think. And suddenly you're left with like Orange County, where it's just a cast of misfits that don't seem um, who might be good on their own. But it's just to me, it's just such an embarrassing cast. I hate to say, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just I just look at it. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. What happened to Orange County? And the cast can make you or break you. Was I mean, there a favorite? Miami was an amazing, like you yeah. can imagine the show coming out of Miami. Why did not work? I had to have been casting. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping I'm, that I want I'm Miami to come casting back. Director in Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, what, what would your ideal cast look like? Was there a season over the course of your time that you thought the chemistry is great here? Like this is a perfect cast. Um, I, I think, um, Maybe was it maybe uh, eleven? Maybe season eleven? I think that's when Heather was in it. Was that pre Kelly? No, wait, was that no? Maybe ten? Maybe ten? Whenever Heather was in it, I feel like yeah. we had a cast that was was pretty good with me and Heather and Shannon and Kelly and um, Megan. It was just and, and Vicky, and it was just a cast where we actually knew each other. Um, we were all pretty much the same age. You know, Megan was always a little bit younger than us, but she was so mature for her age. Um, I think now it's like you got, you know, 57 year olds and 32 year old, like it's just what the hell's going on. Yeah. 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 What would your ideal cast look like if, if you were in charge next season? What would you, what would you do uh, there? Yes. Okay. So um, Heather Dubrow. Yeah. We, would Heather come back? Like realistically, what are our chances of you and Heather coming no, back together? We haven't talked about it lately, but I think if the, it was a right cast, she would. Um, and what happened there? Did they get rid of her? Did she decide to, to leave? What was the situation when she left? They well, got rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not stupid. I know they, they, I think they just couldn't come to terms with offer is what it was. So that was also fucked up too, because we saw the house on the show, like it being built and everything. And we didn't even get to see the house. They had to go on YouTube channel to see the house. Everybody wants to see the house. I've seen the house. It's pretty amazing. I mean, like that was insane that we didn't yeah, get to so, see so it. Me, Heather, um, Vicky, Ronwin. Um, who am I missing? Would you do Shannon? Would you do Kelly Dodd? Shannon, just so I can... Tear give her. Shannon a three episode arc. Well, I'm good. <laughs> what I would like to do is give her everything that I wanted to give her for the past five years instead of protecting her and keeping my mouth shut half the time, which was my biggest mistake. And that's where I'm beating myself up because I'm so authentic and kept everything, you know, so open and spoke my mind about everybody, but I just couldn't with her. What was, what were some of the wow. things that you protected her with? Like, what would you... Anytime you want to say after her or accused her of something that she did, I would back her up. No, no, she didn't do that. Or that's not true. I was, I think the closest I ever got 
was in, um, where were we? One of our trips, Jamaica. Do you remember that trip? Where- was that when she like kind of had lost it a bit? Like she and Kelly said that she yeah. needed to go on medication. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That was the closest that I, or the, the most I called her up where I could have, like, I was really holding a lot in. There's a lot of rumors that she's rough to production to say the least. Like she's, is that true in your experience? Is she not nice to production? She's very aggressive, you know, and if she gets mad, she calls and screams and yells. So that goes across the board to either one of us or production or whoever. In your time on the show, was there someone who was uh, the worst in terms of their relationship to production? Was it It Shannon? Shannon. Yeah, Yeah, it would absolutely be Shannon. Yeah, You know, I mean, honestly, like Kelly's got a mouth on her, but she's always treated from what I know production really well. Mm -hmm. Um, I have always, I think of maybe, you know, we all get in our little, like, why would you do that? Why would you show that kind of moments, but not where you're screaming and yelling and telling them off and all. No. I would never do that. I have way more respect for them. Yeah. Do you keep in touch with any of the original uh, cast or the, you know, um, the early season people? Like, do you ever talk to Gretchen or, or Alexis no, or Lynn? <laughs> yeah. I talked to Lynn once in a while. I talked to Gina Keogh. What's the deal with um, Gretchen's face tuning? What is she face tuning? I don't know. I don't so follow her. her. I had to literally, she was so obsessed with me for so many years after she left, constantly putting stuff on social media, doing podcasts about me over and over that I just, I just blocked her from everything. She reached out to my daughter. Like she's just mm-hmm. done some really nasty things. So I just had to eliminate her and not every time she commented about me, I'd have to keep my mouth shut because then it was just give her more ammunition. So just right. obsessed. Right. Uh, so the original people, do you ever uh, hear from Gina or, or yeah, Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. Gina actually called me on my birthday in September um, I run into Lynn once in a while and we'll, we'll talk every once in a while. I haven't seen I miss her. Lynn. I miss Lynn. She was sweet. I, I like Lynn too. Yeah, Lynn, the yeah. thing about Lynn is she's like the sweetest person in the world. She would not, she's, she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. Yeah. yeah. I really like her. Yeah. Uh, do you have any regrets from your time on the show? I mean, you mentioned you regret not being honest and open with, uh, with Shannon, but is there anything else over the course of, of things that you say, uh, you wish you shouldn't have done that. You wish you did do that. Um, you know what? I don't really live my life in regret like that. Like obviously I did something. If I learned from it, then good. Um, I mean, embarrassing, maybe the bathtub scene did not go as oh, yeah, I thought was, was planned. Yeah. 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 And he was so <laughs> freaking nervous about filming as a person who's filming, kept feeding him alcohol and alcohol and alcohol. And he was just, he was so out of it. He was wasted. And oh, anybody that knows him, he doesn't even really drink. So that was like, Oh shit. That was an Oh shit moment. And I'm like, Oh God. And it's Some still those, something like that though, in retrospect is so like campy and weird. And um, it's funny in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder sort of an infamous moment that I think a lot of fans think about is the naked wasted moment. And was that something that you, you look back on and think I, I handled that wrong? Um, no, there was like a backstory to that and the way it was, it was edited and twisted was so far from what really was going on. We had been seeing Gretchen out drinking and being like a totally different person that we saw on the show or when we filmed. And so we had this party and she was being like really this conservative, like sweet little, and we'd see her out and she'd be like crazy wild. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're, 
naked wasted is just a term, not really want to get her naked. It's just a term that we would use like naked wasted, you know? Okay. Yeah. And so, um, I think I had said to vacation, we get, we need to get her naked wasted. Next thing they made it, turn it into like, I was trying to get her drunk and I wasn't, she was drinking, fully drinking. And her conversation with my son was their terms, not mine. I had nothing to do with that. So it really turned into like a really weird episode for me. I'm like, that's not what happened at all. So when something like that, when you watch the episode, are you like furiously texting producers and saying like, what the hell you guys, like, why is, why did you make me look like that? Or no, I don't. Cause I know what I signed up for. The only yeah. time that I ever text a producer to say, why the hell, like really get mad is in the very beginning years. And my daughter was on it and they showed a door shutting and me yelling, shut up. And that never happened. I never told my daughter shut up. So Absolutely. I'm like, yeah. Why would you do like that's my child? Like, why would you do that? That is so wrong. Right. So, but uh, you're close with Bronwyn, and um, I believe you said on maybe an Instagram live or or, or somewhere that uh, you had called into the reunion this season. No, she she called me. She, she called, called you. She, she called, called you. So, what happened? Why did I was she call? You? Driving in my car, and I I saw a FaceTime, and I was just parking in a parking lot, Christmas shopping. And it was Bronwyn. So I figured like she was calling to give me an update of what was going on. And basically she was, and, um, I was on FaceTime. There's cameras in there. I don't know if they'll show it. It was nothing that big of a deal. She just kind of gave me an update. I gave her my two cents and that was it. So who knows? I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Tamara, I honestly don't understand how they wouldn't I, with all the footage and everything they show, like pr- from a production standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. Like why they would keep even more so than Vicky, like Vicky pops up in a flashback or something, but you seem to be a topic of conversation on the show often this season. <laughs> and I don't understand. It's like either there was no content for them to show. And so they're having to show it or they're kind of prepping us for your return in some way. Yeah, I know. I've gotten so many people asking me this question, like, what do you think it is? And honestly, I have no idea. It could be very well that there wasn't a lot of content. So they had to do flashbacks and pull up previous stories to make filler. I don't know. Um, It could be that I was on the show for 12 years and all of a sudden I'm gone. Yeah. Like, well, well, where is she? You know, I, I don't even, I don't even know that they even. Addressed it. Addressed it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and even on like New York, when Bethany left, it was addressed at the beginning, you know, sometimes yeah. it, but you know, sometimes Atlanta Nini left and there was no, no one said anything. It's just been. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't uh, know. I really don't know. Yeah. You'll be back. I feel like they have, to, <laughs> I feel like they will. I don't know. It's I don't know. I've so heard a couple of people, people are like that know the industry, know Bravo. They're like, I could see them shelving you for just another year just to make you feel like you need them. Because they don't want to give you too much power. They probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they want to hold the power. I'm not really a power hungry person. Like, so I wouldn't be like, oh, the queen has arrived. I went double pay. (laughs) No, it's not not my personality. You know, Bronwyn's really driving a lot of the story on the show, but um, a lot of it is like very heavy stuff. And I wonder, 
when somebody's going through so much in their personal life, do you think it is a good idea to take time away from the show? Because it seems to me, although Bronwyn is a lot's going on in her life, some of it feels very heavy. I I mean, she she just came out as a lesbian. And I think about my time coming out. I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't have been on reality TV at that time. Like, uh, Um, yeah. And I've talked to her about that. Like sometimes when you give out so much and it wasn't just like one thing, it was like so much she kept like, sometimes you need to keep a little bit inside. You don't have to show everything. Right. And um, I don't know. I I mean, who am I to say she lives her life the way she wants to live her life and she wants to expose it all. I I would have to say it's probably not making it any easier for her to go through all everything she's going through because she's doing it publicly. You know, I can only you know, related to like my divorce from Simon, like doing it publicly was really hard and talking about it and reliving it. And uh, it just, it really does make things harder. So I I think if it comes down to, should she walk away? That's personal choice for her. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Tamara, do you have any other thoughts about what's going on? Before I let you go, I also want to just say I've been, I've seen some interviews with uh, of you and also um, you were on, I think it was pop politically incorrect, the podcast. And there's a, an openness to you that I find is very refreshing since you've left the show. And, and I think oftentimes when a housewife leaves, they're kind of afraid to be open and honest about it because they're worried they're going to come across as thirsty. And I yeah. feel like um, almost, I, I don't know, your honesty has been refreshing um, talking about the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because um, I said after this month, I go, I don't really think that I want to do any more interviews pertaining to housewife stuff because every time I do an interview, even if it's for my CBD company, um, you know, I always get wrapped into let's talk about housewives. And um, I was telling you, I just want to take a break because I've said everything that I can possibly say. Um, I'm thankful for my time on the show. Um, I love. Andy and Bravo and everyone evolution. I don't like the cast right now. If it was time for me to go, this was the best time for me to go during this whole pandemic. Um, I've learned a lot and, you know, sometimes it's just time to just for your own head, just move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about after being on for 12 years, people want to know, like, and everyone's like, can you give me more dirt? And I'm like, I don't really give you too much dirt. I just, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Speak my truth. I mean, I think audiences, we followed you for so many years. And so it's, we're all curious. And I think we're curious about the um, mechanics of behind the scenes of how these shows work. And now uh, we're sort of in the era of where they're breaking the fourth wall a little bit more and more on these shows. And so I think we all crave it. A long time ago. I know. I wish that I can work on production. That's what I wish. I wish I could be behind the scenes and, and working that way. Well, if you have a show with Vicky, I mean, you'd probably be a producer. We will, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, would yeah. would that be something you'd be interested in going to Bravo or would you rather it go somewhere else? Uh, oh, with me and Vicky? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me about the CBD company. I just got oh. into CBD. I just started using this. Um, I use a, a peppermint pen. I don't know what you call oh, it. So you, yeah. It? We don't do vape things just because I'm really careful about how you ingest CBD. But um, uh, well... So how should you ingest it? What's the best way to do oh, geez. it? We have, we have, these are gummies. These are tinctures. Tinctures are going to go into your system the fastest. You put it under your tongue. This is full spectrum. So it does have a little bit of THC in it. It's my new favorite. 
we have everything from um, topicals to tinctures to capsules to cooling creams to uh, menstrual. We're coming out with skincare. I mean, we've just, I think we came out with 12 new products just in 2020. So we're growing um, very fast. I think a lot of people are, they don't know, CBD is a very new market. What would you say to someone who's like interested in trying it out or, or maybe they're not even sure what CBD is for? Like, what would you tell right. someone listening to? Okay. So CBD, ours is, it comes from hemp um, and you can use it. Basically what it does is it puts your body in homeostasis. Okay. Okay. So for me, I have a lot of inflammation in my body. It helps with inflammation. It helps. It can help with depression. It can help with um just overall aches and pains. I have a girlfriend that has a bad back. She's been taking just the full spectrum tincture. Um, this is our strongest, the full so spectrum. So the tincture you do, it's like a drop under your tongue yeah, or what just, is it? Okay. It's a drop that you do daily under your tongue. In the morning, anytime? In the morning or at night, whatever you choose. Um, the full spectrum, we have like a, um, this is, does not have melatonin in it, but it's, we have, I don't know if you can see it. These are CBD bites. I take two of these at night and I'm literally asleep, have the best sleep of my life, like in within 15 minutes. We do also have ones that have melatonin in it. If you need that, I'm a little wonky, weird with melatonin. I have crazy dreams. So I stay away from that. My boyfriend says melatonin makes him groggy the next day, but I, I never feel, gro- I take melatonin at night and I don't feel groggy. I'll send it, you but- some, just send me your, um, well, yeah, I'm, I mean, people are going to think this is like an ad, but I really am. So I've been fascinated with CBD. I, I you know, in California here, there's stuff with THC and stuff without, and it can be a right. little overwhelming and confusing. It's very confusing. Um, we do have a online chat that you can go onto our website and talk with somebody from our customer service team. So, because it does get confusing, we have blends, we have just isolates, we have tinctures. It's, it's a whole different world. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. But I can tell you that just, it's an, it's natural it comes from the hemp plant and it helps tremendously. And, and what works for me might not work for you. Everybody metabolizes CBD differently. Right. Um, Eddie's arm, you know, from the surgery, he first week he had to take many, you know, pain yeah. pills, and then he's still in a lot of pain. The full spectrum takes it away like that. Yeah. So it's just, with where can people buy it on Amazon or your website no, or where do people website, buy it? Yeah. Yeah, website. yeah. Venus CBD. And if you go on and sign up for our, our um, newsletter, you'll get 25% off your first um, order. Uh, Tamara, thank you so much for taking the time. Anything else you want to plug or, or let people know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Tamara judge. Tamara. Thank you. Yeah. Final question. I actually yeah. almost forgot. I ask every single one of my guests, if they have a favorite Mariah Carey song. Oh my God. I love them all. How about that? That's great. <laughs> I'm the worst when it comes to music. I'm like, I can't remember names. I can't remember anything. You know, that's the best answer. You love them all. That's all. I, love, I do. I mean, how can you not? Tamara, thank you so much for taking the time. And I'm sorry that we had a miscommunication. And to all those people who told you to be afraid of me, please don't be. I'm not. I don't hey, know they it's okay. Yeah. Shit happens. <laughs> Tamara, stay safe. And um, I know we'll be seeing you next year. I feel it. I feel well, it. Yeah, we'll see. Bye, Tamara. Thank you so much. Bye. I 
love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 